Well, greetings and praise the Lord. Today, this message is going to be entitled, Experiencing God in the Supernatural. Now, what we must understand about this exercise, we are going to use our spiritual senses. We're not going to use our five senses connected to our brain. Now, Jesus said in John 4, 24, God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. I'm also going to use as a, as a cattle, as a foundation also, when they asked Jesus, what, what is the great commandment? He said first, to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy might, and to love thy neighbor as thyself. So when I take you into the kingdom, we are going to experience this love <laughs> And we're going to learn, we're going to love God, and we're going to love our fellow man. But we're not going to do it with the flesh. We're going to do it with our inner man. Start off, um, I want to talk about praise and worship. Because Jesus said worship, but we'll go to that in a minute. But right now, let's branch off and talk about praise. <laughs> when you praise God, you praise God with the five senses. Uh, it says in Psalms 150 and 6, let everything that have breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. And if you look at all the preceding verses, it tells you how to praise God in the instruments. Well, we also praise God when we sing songs, when we clap our hands, when we stomp our feet, or when we dance. We're praising God in the physical, in the flesh. Now, if we look at this passage, let everything, let is a command. And that command it means that it's a universal law or universal, divine law, that everything must follow. The second word in that passage is the word breath. Another word for breath is life. So the, the process of loving God and loving each other, we are referencing life, and we are tapping into the life force that's within us. Okay, now, this time, uh, and also understand that everything on this planet breathes. Whether it's an animal, whether it's a plant, whether it's the rocks, whether it's a mountain, even your computers, your car, the airplanes, the trains, the buses, everything breathes. Fish, fish in the sea breathe, everything that has breath. Now, what's involved in breathing is the, the exchange of oxygen versus carbon dioxide. Yes, even the atheists praise God. Even though it says in Psalm 14, the fool that says in his heart, there is no God. Why? Because every time the atheist breathes, he's praising God. Now I'm going to show you. Everybody take a deep breath. We're going to inhale and exhale. Breathe in and breathe out. <sighs> right quick. You just invoked the name of God. You just praised the, na the, the name of God. When you inhaled, you said, Yah. When you exhaled, you said, Wait. So we know that breathing is, two, is, is, is involving two syllables. God's name is two syllables. Everything on this planet calls God's name, even, like I said, the atheist. Now, I want everybody to breathe again. Inhale and exhale again. <gasps> now, Scripture says, Every knee should bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of the Father. When you inhaled, you said G. When you exhaled, you said sus. So whether a person says that they believe in Jesus Christ or not, even the Antichrist that says they don't believe that Jesus Christ exists, every time they breathe, they praise God and they confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. 
All right, now we're going to move away from the praise and we're going to go into worship. Now, like I just said, we praise God with the five senses. Now we're going to go into our inner innermost being and we're going to worship God like Jesus commanded in John 4, 24. Worship him in spirit. Now at this point, if you're driving, pull over to the side of the road. <laughs> you can't do this if you're working at the job. You want to find a nice, quiet place. Turn off the TV, the telephone, the computer, the iPod, the iPads, the radios, CDs. Turn off all these things and go to a nice, quiet place where there's no distractions. Even if you have to go in your closet and lock the door. This is what we must do. Now, everybody at this point, close their eyes. Now, I want you to uh, tell me what comes to your mind when you hear the word God. <laughs> what comes into your mind? What comes into your mind when you hear the name Jesus? Whatever comes into your mind. But I'm going to tell you what comes in my mind. When I hear the name God or Jesus, I think about love. I think about peace. I think about joy. I think about this inner contentment and this sense of safety and security. I have no worries, no fear. All is what I sense when I hear the name God or I see the name Jesus. Or, or I say the name Jesus. Now, this is what I want you to do. I want you to, in your mind, eliminate time, eliminate space, eliminate gravity, eliminate distance, and eliminate the physical, material world. Now, do you still have that same image in your mind when you think about God and when you think about Jesus? If you don't, if somehow the image changed when we, when we eliminated those things, that means you're not worshiping God. You're worshiping something other than God. But if after we eliminated those things I told you to eliminate, time, space, gravity, distance, the physical or material world, and we still have that image of God, we still feel the peace and the love, that means we tapped into the right, to the right God, worshiping the right God. And notice also that everything that we're doing is from our inner man. We're not doing it with our five senses. That's why I have you close your eyes, because I don't want you to be distracted by what you see around you. Okay? So that's why it's forcing you to go within and tap into the, your inner man or your innermost being, which is your soul, to reach God. Now, this is how we love God. Like Jesus commanded, love the Lord thy God with all thy soul, with all thy heart, with all thy might. It's connected to what Jesus said, God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Okay? <laughs> now we're going to take this love, the second commandment, love thy neighbor as thyself. Now, the question is, how are you going to love your neighbor if you don't love yourself? You have to first love yourself before you love your neighbor. Okay? <clears throat> and this is how we're going to do this. Now, I want you to close your eyes. Keep your eyes closed. And I want you to think about you. Focus on what you look like. Not what kind of hair you, you got on, what hat or clothes you have on, or the color of your skin, any of your physical features. I don't want you to look at that part of yourself. I want you to look at yourself from within. What do you look like from within? What does your soul look like? Now, when you imagine that in your mind, it's two possible things that you might see. You might either see love or you might either see fear. Now, the question is asked, people ask you, well, how do you know you're a Christian? How do you know that you're saved? Well, this is how you know. 
If you have love in your heart, if you have compassion and you feel that love in your heart, that's how you know you're saved because the Bible says God is love. So if we have love in our hearts, that means we're connected with God. Therefore, that means we're born again. See? Or if we're living in fear or in doubt and, and guilt and anger and hatred, we're not living in the right spirit. We don't have the right spirit. We're worshiping the wrong God. That means we're not saved. Okay? Now, I want you to take that, that vision, that love, and direct it outward towards your fellow man. Now, we see everybody on this planet. We got different colors. We got different sizes, different shades, and different hairstyles, different hair colors, eye colors, different clothing. Now, at this point, I want you to eliminate all that. You're looking at everybody in the world. Eliminate, take, strip them from their skin, from their color, from their clothes, from their eyes, whatever they got on the outside. And I want you to look at the inside of them. Look at the inside of people. Now, when you look at these people, you're gonna again, you're going to see one or two things. You're either going to see love or you're going to see fear. Now, this is how you channel that love and how you know that you love humanity. Like Jesus said, love thy neighbor as thyself. This is how you know that you love your neighbor. If you see your neighbor living in fear, or you see your neighbor living in anger or hatred, and in your spirit you have compassion, you have concern for that person. You really want to help that person. Another thing that's going to come out of your, your love is being patient with them, not judging them, not being quick to send them to hell. This is how you know that you love somebody else. Unconditional. Your love is unconditional. They don't have to do anything to earn your love. This is how you know that you love that person. Now, if you do not have these feelings of compassion and love and patience and tolerance, but they get on your last nerve, they make you upset or they irritate you, then that means that you yourself is also living in fear, operating in fear, outside of the presence of God. Okay, now we're finished. Now, this exercise was to help you tap into the supernatural, to that invisible realm, that spirit realm. Now, when I told you about eliminating the things, gravity, time, space, distance, and the physical world, this is another way of describing the spirit, spirit realm. When Jesus said, God in the spirit, worship God in spirit and in truth. This is a condition of what's being in spirit or in that invisible realm or the supernatural realm. Well, I'll close out and I hope everybody's learned something and made a discovery about who they are and who God is. So I sign off now by saying peace out.